Hello and welcome to This A for Life. I am your host, Alison Smanoff, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Rachel Hibbert. Oh, phew. I don't feel left out this week. <laughs> and Susan Cadman. Are you saying going second means I'm left out? Yeah. That's rude. No, Am I the least favourite? I think I might be. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> First is the worst, second is the best, so take from that what you will, Caddy. <laughs> But hang on a second. So I'm first, though, technically. Correct. <laughs> so I said take from it what you will. <laughs> Maybe that's a grain of salt. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, it was nice doing the show with you. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, no, what a great bloody weekend of footy. Yes, although I did see a comment from Lou uh, oh. Potter saying, not a great weekend if you're a Western Bulldog. And so, great weekend of football unless you're a Western Bulldog. Yeah, so, should yeah, have that fair enough caveat. Disclaimer. Yeah. But yeah, super big weekend of football. And may I just say that the game that we said would spark your sensory fuses <laughs> was definitely ignited. Um, Fremantle and Melbourne was enormous and Alison and I were furiously messaging in the last two minutes, essentially saying that Alison was screaming and going hoarse slash stomach had dropped. Yeah, I was like, I was actually shaking. I was sitting on the edge of my couch (laughs) and my hands, like I was jittery. It was full on. Yeah, I was the same. Caddy chimed in later, but... I'm I was too busy watching the game. Oh, sorry. Sorry for not someone, participating. Though? We were both by ourselves. <laughs> I was with our friend Scooby Snacks. Oh. If I were going to sum up this weekend of football, I think it was the weekend of percentage. Yeah, there were some hefty percentage boosts. Large surges. Yeah. But, yeah, what what did you think, Al? Yeah, like the, the last game – the Melbourne Frio game, it just had everything. It was just, it was epic. Mm. But do we have some positives and RFIs from the weekend's games? I might start with an RFI. Mm. And Are you going to steal mine? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you should go first. What's yours? Hit me. The one I shared in the chat today. Oh. Oh, please. no, it wasn't. But, but please, <laughs> enlighten our dear followers and listeners on your RFI. No, well, you can go first. No, we'll I'm, no, no. <laughs> first is the worst, Alison. Go for it. <laughs> okay, well, we're doing this in reverse order. You bullied me into it. Uh, <laughs> one of my RFIs from yesterday's game and they, they mentioned it on the coverage, but then um, mm-hmm. Melbourne Twitter account shared a little clip. And um, I've got an RFI for the ground announcer at Fremantle Oval because when Melbourne ran out, the ground announcer said, led by Captain Melissa Hickey. <laughs> Just so many things wrong with that. There's so many things. I mean, yes, Mel Hickey did play for Melbourne. She was never the captain. <laughs> and she hasn't played there for two years, plus she is now retired. <laughs> I have to wonder what team sheet she was looking at. Like, was she looking at a team sheet? Or did she just roll off know. the tongue like Melbourne let out by Melissa? 
I don't know. I'll I'll have to ask her. I'm really, like, I'm just baffled at how that would have happened. I wonder if the players realised it when they ran out. They did. Apparently. Did they they have a giggle? Yeah, the commentators said that, like, Daisy Pierce's head just whipped around going, (laughs) what? (laughs) Unbelievable. Maybe it was a tactic. That's what I reckon. I reckon they paid off the announcer there. Yeah. Get them off their game. Yeah, maybe. Definitely didn't work. Daisy was unbelievable again. Oh, When she got that 50 in the last quarter and played on and kicked it, kicked it to Maddie Gay, oh. I, I was very concerned. But then I shouldn't have been because it's Daisy. Exactly. Don't ever worry. No. And Don't Maddie ever Gay. Worry. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever worry. Mel Hickey's there to save the day. <laughs> 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 that mark, though, from Maddie Gay was pretty huge. Good. That's the game saver. Yeah, that was really ordinary. RFI, indeed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like even looking up the 2021 <laughs> AFLW captains, <laughs> Mel Hickey's not on that list because she has retired. Uh, yeah, she's, she's just not there. Yeah. We're all baffled, Al. Yeah. Definitely an RFI, though. Yeah. <laughs> do your research. <laughs> just like we do. <laughs> Touche. Yep, fair. fair. <laughs> Play on. All clear. Um, and I actually do have another RFI from that game. Kate Hoare kicked the opening goal and the camera work was shocking. I'm, I must have missed that. What happened? Because usually player lines up for goal, camera follows them as they approach to make their kick and then once they kick the ball they usually follow the flight of the football as it goes through the goalposts so as a as a watcher at home you can tell whether or not it goes through for a, a goal one. but the camera shot just stayed on Kate Hall <laughs> oh no <laughs> so she's she's kicked the ball and then it just stayed on her and you just had to go by her reaction because there was no crowd noise because it was in Frio. Oh, dear. That's so awkward. It was terrible. Oh. It was very bad. Camera work bad. Yeah, Cam- maybe. Ground, announce- ground announcer bad. <laughs> Support bad. Can I – I did reflect because I did a dirty thing and watched some AFLM this weekend. I may, I may have also done that. Yeah, but don't tell anyone. I did. Don't even want to talk about it either. <laughs> Essendon. <laughs> um, the quality of the camera work is so much better for AFLM. I can't uh, even – it's not even comparable. Do you guys agree? I, like, uh, totally. And I bring it back to ground availability. And we have all these great facilities available and these people with really excellent camera skills available, but they're just not getting employed at AFLW time. So maybe give him a job just, you know, eight weeks earlier than the AFLM season. That, you know, have a think. What was your RFI, <laughs> Hiba? Not necessarily game-related, but club-related. After sitting in the stands at GMHBA Stadium, which we'll talk about, we were sitting with one Richard Dalpos, who is the father of Jessica Dalpos, from the GWS Giants, and I was admiring his excellent, loud, orange Hawaiian Giants shirt. It's amazing, isn't it? It's something else. 
it's loud and proud and if I wanted to know where my dad was in the stands, <laughs> I would want him wearing it. I went online to look for merch and good God the merch is horrendous <laughs> for every club. Yeah. I want some Melbourne Fitzroy Collingwood quality <laughs> state-of-the-art statement pieces <laughs> to wear because it makes everything look a little bit brighter, I think. Mm. So true. 2022, I'm going to do a little bit of a search around for the best merch and just like not because I'm not, you know, necessarily a club-based AFLW supporter. I'm a, just an AFLW supporter. And if you've got cool merch, I'll buy it. So what I'm hearing is you can be bought. Absolutely. <laughs> buy some sick merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, yes. Give her a party <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yeah. Giants, there's an opportunity. Mm. And some hot chips as well. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and then you carve. Anyway, so that's my RFI. It's just your merchandise. Yep. Get sticker. <laughs> okay, so we've done the RFIs. Got that out of the way. Negativity done. No more negativity today. Actually, I can't make that promise. But <laughs> <laughs> never, never. But positives. There were a few on the weekend. Were there? There were so many. Some real goddamn highlights. Number one, Darcy Vessio's hanger. Oofed. Five goals as well, if you don't mind. And Carlton breaking the scoring record for AFLW. Snaps. Courtney Hodder's goal. Amazing. And Ponta's mark yesterday. Huge. Amazing. So we're just seeing some really epic footy. And like someone said to me (laughs) at uh, the hangar yesterday – Fancy that, playing eight games of football and the football is improving. <laughs> oh, in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I saw something on Twitter and I can't for the sake of me think of the person who wrote it. So if you do know who wrote it, please credit me. Um, but C- Credit them. <laughs> <laughs> please change <laughs> who said it to me. Yeah, <laughs> please give me the credit. <laughs> Help, I've lost the plot. Keep that in there, Alice. That's good. Um, <laughs> just start this again, will we? <laughs> You're going to include it, aren't you? Such an unnecessary <laughs> train of thought. Okay. Saw a tweet. Okay, okay. Let's, get to the, let's get to it. I saw a tweet and I can't remember who I saw <laughs> written it. So if you find it, please credit them slash let me know who it was so I can credit them. <laughs> Anyway, they said, in a few years' time, will Courtney Hodder simply be referred to as Courtney, like Cyril or Mm. Dusty? Yeah. First name basis. And I don't think it's out of the question because we we talk about Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Daisy's already there. Daisy's already there. And I liked it and I retweeted it, I think. Maybe I didn't because now I can't remember who it was. But I liked it lots. (laughs) And I think they're correct. Yeah. If she keeps performing the way that she's been performing, it's Courtney. Yeah. And also, just quietly, how bloody good are the Lions? <laughs> you were going to write them off, I Alison. know, I know. I do it every You're wearing year. maroon. I, oh, yeah. 
yeah, I am. But I do, I do it every year. It's shocking. But I, this is where my question comes in. Did their inaccuracy in front of goal cost them a number one, the number one spot mm. and home advantage? Because they're on top by 1.5%. They kicked four goals and 11 points on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, we've seen worse, but does that cost them that top point, top position? I'm not sure. I think it, again, comes down to this oh, weekend, obviously. But you're absolutely right. They've got Melbourne at Casey Fields yep. this Saturday and Collingwood have Adelaide in Adelaide. So I wouldn't they're, – they're both playing away games, Collingwood and Brisbane. Anything could happen. Goodness me. Brisbane are playing a red-hot Demons at Casey Fields. <clears throat> and the same goes for Collingwood. I mean, how good were the Crows on Saturday? They they just – Disturbing. They barely even look like they got running, you know. They just yeah. – They were clinical. Yeah. I have another positive. <laughs> yes. Richmond's first win at Punt Road. Oh, yeah. That's a very historic moment that for this competition. That was very actually. I think Richmond have done – have had an excellent back half of the season. I think that yeah, that experience that they brought in, you know, we could see from the outset that it was going was a how much it had brought to the team. But I think, you know, um, that experience and that knowledge is starting to spread and really click with the whole team. In saying that, when you, I, I totally agree. I think Richmond have had a really strong, I guess, comeback almost. Uh, I had a look at Geelong's draw as well over the weekend, just thinking about the season that they've had, the season we went to watch the game of GWS Geelong and it was a tale in itself. Um, But both teams had a really rough trot at the start of the season where they ended up, they played the beginning of those powerhouses of Collingwood and Brisbane and even Melbourne. And I think it would just be really demoralising to turn up week after week one not knowing your fixture and who you're playing only to find out that you're playing one of the teams that have performed really well the week before and then to have that happen five weeks in a row and then I think Richmond have had I don't want to say the luck of the draw but the luck of the draw in the latter half of the season where they've played teams that hadn't done as well as they had so the the draw like the AFL have done very well to make the season happen and schedule it but I also can't not think that there was some biased scheduling and ratings buzz and opportunity for Richmond to actually have a real crack at getting a few wins. Is that just me? Is that controversial? No, I don't reckon. It feels like they have like massaged the fixture as they've gone along, which has kept it really interesting because you've had all, yeah, especially yeah. like all these cutthroat top six games or, or, you know, a kind of top eight kind of, you mm. know, fighting each other, which is interesting. But I, I don't know, yeah, the, the bottom half have had an easier kind of draw, but I guess they w- weren't ever really a show in for finals anyway, so maybe it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a look at the fixture now. I don't know if I agree with you here, but like um, – Geelong have played Richmond. They played Carlton when Carlton, remember, a few weeks ago even. Carlton were looking very average. 
they've played West Coast and they played the Giants. I don't think those teams are necessarily the lead. They haven't been the teams that have been on top this season. Let's just put it that way. Because you got to remember when they finalised mm. these last few rounds, it was only probably three rounds ago. When did they do it? Like rounds five or something? Did they do yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was around then. Yeah. Mm. Before then, it was just a bloody free-for-all. <laughs> <laughs> it was West Coast and Fremantle every week. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely not a discredit to Richmond. I was just having a look at the fixture and wondering whether the biased kind of massaging, like we were saying, had actually had an impact. So, no, I'm interested to hear because, I don't know. I guess the larger question is, have some teams had an easier draw than others? (laughs) Well, exactly. But I think there is a formula that they they do use and it goes by your – ladder finish the previous year but that's kind of a bit skewed in itself because there was a conference and two ladders so mm. if we're in the same situation next year I think you'll find or well, you I think you you would hope to find a more equitable fixture and the Suns surely could not travel as much this year <laughs> next oh. year that's as this the year. other thing yeah so Suns and GWS like I'd argue they've just had a, a shit show yeah, I think the game on Saturday showed the Giants have absolutely run out of puff. And you know me, I'm a big Giants fan, but they looked so tired and so kind of over it. And um, the, Sun- the Suns as well. Like there were sparks yeah. of brilliance, but they were just knackered. They've lost a few of their big players as well. It's just you're, you're pretty tired by that stage, by round eight. Yeah. And of it, losing and not playing and not winning a game. Yeah. And because, yeah, especially like, because Gold Coast started really well. Like they had just. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They had, re- they really had Carlton on the back foot early in the game, but then Carlton just, you know, ran away with it, obviously. But yeah, I think there's been, I think there's been progress in all of the teams personally, but I, 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 I do agree that Giants looked absolutely flat. flat yeah. So we had our, um, in, in another positive, we had the second official meeting of the APFC. No signs this time, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I put them in the recycling bin at Witten Oval. Why did such we do a, that? Such a moment of madness. Yeah. Well, I, do you know what it was, though? Is because we were about to walk around <laughs> to meet up with, <laughs> yes. with Annalise Lister and we didn't want to stay. <laughs> There with <laughs> APFC signs, but I kind of did, but mm, glad we didn't. We're still yet to meet her. For anyone wondering, she was there. We were so arms close. distance, mm. <laughs> so close, and we all shied away. We did. I was wearing my badge though. Yes, and I was wearing my Giants jumper. Yes, I wanted to be wearing <laughs> a flamboyant shirt, but yeah, a little road trip. To G Town, bit of a frantic morning for you, Huba. Oh my god! Oh, should I should I tell? Maybe just a you know quick version. A quick version is I essentially was running around dropping people and pets off at various places because the landlord has decided he wants to sell our house and we now have to have house inspections and so I had to hide the dog, um, little goose. He, I had to go off to my parents' house. Poor goose. Poor goose. And so I had to just ferry people and puppies around. 
<laughs> and get back in time for Alison to pick me up, get a coffee, get a panini, get in the car, go and pick up Caddy, who just played a game of football, <laughs> get sweaty, wet Caddy, who had showered and had nothing to dry herself with but a bra. <laughs> That's real footy for you, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? In the, in the portable showers out the back of Doug Nichols Reserve, we threw her in the back of the Subaru Outback. Oh, Forrester? XV, thank you. Oh, I don't know. I don't know Subaru. I'm sorry. <laughs> out of the really fancy Subaru and got on. Windows the, down. Windows down. Stinky caddy. And. Um, Oh, I had stinky prosciutto, so that's also fine. So we got on the road and we uh, drove and I introduced... <laughs> oh, no. I introduced Alison and Caddy to my favourite road trip game. And it's a good one if you're in the front seat, in the passenger seat, <laughs> and if you don't need glasses. <laughs> and who was sitting in the front passenger seat? <laughs> the second best, you know. <laughs> Anyway, it's called Alphabet Soup and if you're ever on a road trip with me, you get to find out what that means. Uh, Essentially, it got so loud and competitive that on the way home, Alison was so close to her steering wheel to try and see out the window that I had to ask if she was okay. Not a word either, just silently staring. I was not joining in conversation. I was just waiting for the sign that I knew was coming as we approached Werribee. Oh, my God. I was filthy. <laughs> filthy. Alison beat me. She she distracted me by asking a question, let me ramble <laughs> as I normally do, and she she beat me. I think that's very, very clever, to be honest. That's... That's strategic alphabet soup, so kudos. Caddy was stuck on C. <laughs> I get car sick. <laughs> C for car sick. <laughs> but I actually did I did have a chuckle this morning thinking about that dodgy roadhouse we pulled up at <laughs> oh because Caddy couldn't find anything that tickled her fancy at uh, the stadium. So we yeah. had to do a food stop and it was very dodgy. Was it called? It was, in, it was, it was just called the Roadhouse, I think. It was like Cario Roadhouse or something. Yeah. So, you know, for those who know Geelong, they'll, they'll understand. There was a big go-cats painted on the front window <laughs> and Katie's walked in and had giant <laughs> jumper. And as she got out of the car, we're like, should we tell her that she's in a dead? I was like, nah, let her go. That was sacrificial lamb. Scoreboard. <laughs> That's all I have to say to that. So the trip was probably <laughs> better than the football, but anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Probs. Yeah. I had a good three hours in the car. Yeah. yeah. I was wrecked when I got <laughs> home. I was so tired. So knackered. Yeah. Um, but we got to see AP in person again, and that was a treat. That as was well. delightful. Yeah. Hey, um, Hibba. Yo. What time is it? 9.25. (laughs) Jokes, it's question time. Okay, first question at Mitch.Banner. Are the Ds hitting form at the right time of year? Big test this week versus the Lions though. I'm back in the demons in here. I think they've really hit their form. Yeah. I'm so impressed the last few weeks with how they're playing. 
what a turnaround from that team of four rounds ago or five rounds ago yeah, who couldn't kick a goal. Yeah, yeah, that, that doggies game, yeah. Maybe, you know, teams need to hit rock bottom before they get that rocket they need. Mm. I think so. I think it goes back to what we just spoke about. How good is it when you can get eight games of football and start having a good, consistent run of training and playing and what have you? I think they are absolutely hitting form at the right time. Um, And they're really hungry. You could see that at every single contest on the weekend against Frio that they just weren't letting a ball beat them. They weren't letting a player beat them. That last quarter from Lauren Pierce. Good God. Holy moly. I so I was watching it with uh Annalise and she was like, What's gonna happen here? You've got Loz Pierce sitting behind the ball, there's still twelve minutes to go. Are they they're just trying to lock it down, obviously. They're not trying to score. And so she was sitting behind the ball when they did get control of it and send it up to the the forward fifty. And Lozzie Pierce is absolutely legging it down the middle of the ground. Enormous from her. She's just come off the back of an injury as well. I think yeah. she has just absolutely stepped it up neck level. We talk, yep. We've spoken about Ellie Blackburn and Paxi, but I think – and Brie Davey and Britt Benici, among others, obviously. Uh, I'm going to add Loz Pierce to that star-studded. Yeah, absolute star. My uh, my mate Gemma Bastiani said, she, you know, on Twitter this week, she's got to be All-Australian ruck. I think so. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, who are you who are you throwing in there? Um oh. Moody for me. She's yeah, been she, unbelievable. Yeah, she's right up there hey, too. I spoke about her, didn't I? You did. Yes. You did. She's been pretty dominant. Mm. I hope we I get to say, play in finals. Yeah, most improved rock mm. has got to be Moody. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, she's been amazing. Actually, like her leg speed. It's incredible. Yeah. And her, like, ground balls, everything. Like, she taps it and then goes and picks up her own ball. Is she tall? I can't yes. tell. She is really tall. Yep. How does she get to the ground then? She bends. Wow, I've never <laughs> seen a rock do that. <laughs> Bendy. <laughs> Interesting with uh, the Ds in defence, though, if Goldrick looked to do a hammy, if oh. she misses, do they pull the trigger and bring, and bring Meg Downey back, who's had – Two weeks, I think, in the VFL now. So she's got two full games under her belt. Last week yeah. of the home and away, do they just bring her back in? I yeah. would. Experience. Yeah. Leadership. Yeah. 100%. There's a space there. Put her in. Who else have they got in their back line that could fill that role? I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Uh, well, the. I mean, the obvious one would be to drop like Daisy back and then throw someone mm. else forward, but I don't think that they need that right now. Yeah. I think that they need her doing their thing well, up front. The, the only other player that's been playing back regularly, I think, is Emerson. But ah, uh, that's right. Um, yeah, maybe doesn't have the height that Downey does. But yeah, I don't know. Be interesting. Who do you put on Hodder? Sorry, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe like Shelley Heath. Because they had Heath playing on Duffy yesterday. It's good. It's good. Really great, Shelley Heath. Mm. In and under. Yeah. Probably a good option. Do you think the D's form has something to do with uh, the head coach on the weekend by any chance? Oh, Caddy. Good call. Did that it? should have been in the positives. Yeah. 
Jane Lange at the helm of the Melbourne Football Club this weekend. Yep. Uh, mixed in here, they said on the coverage, stayed back in Melbourne because uh, due to the arrival of his second child. Oh, lovely. So um, Jane took the coaching reins and she's one from one. Unreal. That photo of Jane and Daisy, again, we're so biased, but <laughs> I was just, my heart beats true for Daisy and Jane. <laughs> Yeah, it was um it was great to see. I actually I um I haven't done it much this year, but I actually watched her full post match press conference. <laughs> Just <laughs> how was it? How was the press conference? It was good. She was she was Jane. It's yeah. like oh yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Really exciting. I just can't wait for her to get an opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next question, Alex Pronesti. Thoughts on having non-football athletes playing in teams? No go from me. Hmm. Is that a, like cross-coders? I'm assuming yes. Hmm. I think at the start of the competition we saw lots of cross-coders and we've spoken about this, um, how their athleticism was almost put in front of other people's footy experience and skills. And – we argued then that perhaps that's what the, I guess the show was lacking was skills and experience on the football field. Whereas now, I don't know if I'm of that opinion because I don't think the cross-coders are coming in floods. I think there might be one or two per team. We've seen at Melbourne a couple of the Gaelic footy players. Um, Richmond, we saw, we've seen Tessa Levy come across from basketball which has proven quite successful for them um in I think Brisbane Brisbane you've got Hodder who has come from rugby she has a football background but she was doing really well at rugby um Gabby Seymour at Richmond too of course volleyball um you've seen Chloe Dalton and Brooke Walker come from rugby sevens I think with the right athlete the right coaching and the right team environment which promotes their, I guess, education of the game and willingness to teach them and, of course, their willingness to accept what's being told. Oh, the other one's Taylor Davies from GWS um, who was a netballer, had never picked up a ball and then made it into the inaugural GWS team. Um, And I know there are many, many others. I just think that right now I'm not against it at the moment as long as it's not flooding the competition. I think taking the time and the education – um, if you're ma- if you're making the the game better, sure. Yeah, I'm for it. I think that um, I think I agree with you here. But they've slowed down on the influx, and they're being very selective, just as they are in the AFLM now. They're still bringing in cross coders. There, they see the potential and bring them in and throw them into the footy environment. Um, I think. You know, I guess there's that argument of, oh, someone who's played footy their whole life, they really deserve that spot. But ultimately, it's about team balance. And if it means bringing in a particular type of athlete to give them a go, you know, I think it's fine. It seems like they're actually using those, like, rookie positions as well. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Um, to, to come in and, and teach and learn. Um, I, in saying all of that, I do feel for the for the women who have gone and done the hard yards and they're not 
gotten picked up. We we've spoken about like the likes of G Hammond, you know, putting in the hard yards and then taking till she's twenty eight to get picked up. But it does happen. But I kind of feel like probably the majority of well, maybe not the majority, but more than half of the current playing cohort are still of that generation where they had a break. Yeah, yeah. So they played junior footy, they had that gap, then they came back to footy as adults. So a lot of them have played other sports Yeah, anyway. that's true. Aaron Phillips. Aaron Phillips. Bray Davey. You know. So, and I think, you know, and, and the, the other element that I think you bring in Aaron Phillips, you bring in Chloe Dalton. Shani Layton. Shani Layton. You know, these are these are athletes that are playing at the highest level possible and they bring such elite standards to their clubs. I mean, and you learn – I mean, you you obviously learn a lot from your coaches, but you learn so much from your teammates as well. Mm. And I just – I don't think it's a bad thing to have elite sports people in your, in your program. Okay, next question at Lucy Walsh. The top six are all playing each other this round. How will this affect the ladder? That stresses me out. Same. And I really wish the AFLW app had a ladder predictor. It would be so fun. (laughs) I can't do the maths. (laughs) Well, the last spot can be taken by essentially Kangaroos or Carlton. Unless Western Bulldogs and GWS both have enormous wins and the others have enormous losses, they can't really realistically jump into the top six. So I think for that final spot, we're vying realistically between Kangaroos and Carlton. Just looking at percentage. In saying that, in AFW, weirder things have happened. But I, I think, go back to what Caddy said on percentage, I wonder whether Brisbane have done themselves a dirty with not kicking straight and not getting enough percentage to stay on top. But in saying that, there is not a lot of percentage in between those top top four, really. So, I'm excited. Same. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the one guarantee is that w- there will be movement in the top six this I agree. weekend. I agree. Yep. It'll be interesting to go back to our conversation of a few weeks ago where we yeah, posed our top six. I'll have to revisit next week. Yeah. Well, last week even we said that it was set. <clears throat> okay. Next question from Pethy. Who's playing Brisbane in the grand final? Hey. <laughs> I like that. I like that the confidence is there that they will end up in the big dance. Yeah. Adelaide for me, I think. You're on the Adelaide train. Not because I want to be. <laughs> I just think they're just – when it gets to this time of year, they just seem to have things under control. No, I'm – Are you doing an Allison? I'm doing an Allison. I actually don't know. I, I just thought about Collingwood and the form that they're in. And I'm going, oh, well, they're pretty good. And then I thought about Frio and they're going to be really hungry to actually get back on the winner's table. And I think it'll be Brisbane or Collingwood. Wait, <laughs> I think it'll be – Adelaide or Collingwood? Playing Brisbane. Playing Brisbane in the grand, grand final. final. Okay. There you go. What about you? <laughs> Everyone's a bit blank here. I'm, well, not, I'm not answering. I don't necessarily agree the lines would be there, so no comment then in yeah, response to that. Who do you think would question? be there then? Collingwood Crows. 
You would. Yep. What about you, Al? If you had to pick, well, I'll give you three because I had three. If I had to pick, I'm going to say that Brisbane are going to play Melbourne. Yeah, the D's. <laughs> Come on, the D's. I'm back <laughs> Oh, man. If that happens, I will buy so much merchandise. I will. I'll break into Gabby's house and steal all of her Melbourne clothes. That's what I'll do. I'm ready for a new premiere, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, same. Same, new definitely. Team. Yeah. We've already forgotten about the Dockers, you know? Mm. And they play um, North on the weekend and Jenna Bruton has been given a one-match ban. Really? Yikes. That is, an, that is an enormous turnaround for North. They have to pull their finger out if they want that to keep that sixth spot. I, yeah, not necessarily. I think that Carlton are going to have a big win against the Giants and I think the Roos are going to have a big loss against Rio. Looking at the percentage, Carlton can still get in there. I know. They yeah. just need Darcy to kick another five. And yeah, totally. A few more as well. Crikey. Okay, over to Twitter now. At George H, what are your thoughts on celebrating in someone's face when you score a goal or receive a 50-metre 50 50 meter penalty? Saw both on the weekend. Roxy Roo did the former. Brisbane player the latter and my natural instinct is poor form is it or should I just get used to it I'm interested to know your thoughts on this because I have my own opinion so lay it on me I did not like it I like you know like, I love Roxy Rue I love her talent her ability I love when she gets up and about after kicking a goal but I really I didn't like that Caddy. Yeah, it's not for me. I think I think it backfires on people when they do it because I think they do it to try and get into people's face and, you know, really try and push them down. But if someone does it to me, then it just fires me up and makes me more motivated to be into the next contest. But everyone is different. So you, it's not something I really like to see in my teammates – but, you know, everyone's different and sometimes, I don't know, it's a bit, it gives a bit of something to the game, I suppose. I think the natural instinct of poor form was something we all experienced. We all cringed and didn't like the aggression that it showed. But I don't think that we shouldn't expect it because we don't know what happens on the field. We don't know who's shoving who, who's saying what to whom. Which is unfortunate that it happens. It does. It happens at every level of, you know, every team. Happens off the field, happens on the field, happens between friends and foes that people get a bit lippy. Something could have happened prior to that incident. Like, I, I, we don't know. Didn't like it, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of that. Yeah, I just didn't like how demonstrative it was. Like, I just think that stuff comes back to bite you. Like, players have long memories. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, at PT Court underscore official question. Who have been the best season one marquee selections in terms of on and off field impact at their original clubs? So... 
let's go through them. Oh, thank, thankfully, listed them in the question. So oh. it's very, very oh, helpful. Oh, thank you. So Chelsea Randall Kelly Gibson yeah. from Adelaide, Sabrina Frederick Taylor Harris Brisbane, Bree Davy Darcy Vessio Carlton, Emma King Mo Hope Collingwood, Cara Antonio Kiara Bowers Fremantle, Emma Swanson Renee Fourth GWS, Daisy Pierce Melissa Hickey Melbourne, Ellie Blackburn Katie Brennan Bulldogs. So given that the question said on and off-field impact at their original clubs. It's Daisy Pierce for me. Yeah, it's got to be Daisy. It's got to be Daisy. Though, I mean, that is elite company. Like, you know, the Vessios and Chelsea Randall, like, honestly. But oh, there's, no, there's no one like Daisy. And the impact at her club on and off the field and on AFL-M and on AFL-W, there's no bigger impact from a market from any player, but particularly a marquee player, I think. Yep. Yep. Hundred and ten percent agree. I one hundred and nine percent agree. <laughs> and the one percenter for me is Darcy Vessio because of the attention that I think her style of football has brought to the game. Yeah. And she's had a lot to do with Carlton respects as well. Um and she's very active on social media and I think People have – she's gathered quite a following, I guess, for the competition that way as well. So, I guess people who didn't know her beforehand definitely know her now. Actually, and also I'm just going to jump in. She's had a lot to do with designing all of their pride jumpers too. Yeah, she has. So, for me, it's Daisy followed very, very, very closely by Darcy. I just think she's, yeah, got a great image and she's worked really hard to – I guess, to, to better the game and to better the Carlton Football Club as well. But can I say, though, um, that we definitely have a very Melbourne-centric view and we probably don't understand the impact players like Randall and Bowers have within their respective home cities. So I just want to make – just want to sort of definitely acknowledge that. Mm. especially as both of those players experienced injuries throughout the first few seasons. And I think, did Bowers miss the first two years? She did, yeah. Yeah, and yet still has had the impact that she has had on Fremantle and the game at large. And I know that, um, yeah, Western Australia, the fans are just mad for football over there. So they, they would absolutely have that appreciation totally. But, yeah, I agree we probably don't give them as much thought as we do the Victorian teams, which is just natural, but yeah. um, we do love Chelsea. I love oh, being flattened by Chelsea. I love Chelsea. And it was a big move. Mm. Like it was a, it was a coup getting mm. her to Adelaide. It was. Like it was, was it? huge. Yeah, yeah. She's from WA. She's a WA girl. <gasps> so now it's time for Would You Rather at Cassie McGannon. Would you rather, number one, Play in a come-from-behind win like Frio round seven versus the Blues or two, win by holding off a late surge after leading most of the day like the Ds yesterday? Great question. I think I'd rather hold on. Really? Because mm-hmm. I think I'd rather come from behind. I'm a defender and I hate people <laughs> kicking goals on me. So I'd rather us just hold on to that win. I think, but that's just because of my experience on field. I do love a, a power play and a 
power up moment, but I think holding on, there's just so much more relief. No, I think both wins have – you can take something away from both wins, right? Being able to hold on for dear life to a lead in a game um, is actually really difficult when the momentum's against you and surprisingly easy to let slip away. So I think that's a real achievement to hold on. But how amazing is it to come from behind and sneak a win? I think that, for me, being able to turn your whole team around and do that is pretty impressive. So, yeah. So you got to pick one, where, Caddy. Where did we land, Caddy? <laughs> I was trying to offer a nice balanced view. <laughs> so was I, but I had to Come from behind. Yep. I agree. Okay. At row underscore Kel, would you rather round nine, Cats get the win and Suns go winless or Suns get the win, Cats go winless? Disclaimer, I can't choose either. I just want everyone to have a good time playing footy. (laughs) Me too. Draw. (laughs) I think a draw would be so demoralising. For both teams. Yeah. I think that I would really like Geelong to win a game. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning leaning to the Cats too, I think. I just at least the Suns had a bit of spark early in the season when they got really close to some wins. And I think that's enough to sort of keep them going. Whereas I don't know what Geelong have got if they don't get this win mm. to go into next season, you know? Yeah, and I spoke about injuries before, but I also apologise because I completely forgot um, that they lost Liv Purcell to a knee mm. as well. So that's a huge blow. It's your all, you're only All-Australian uh, for 2020. Um, uh, I think my heart says Geelong. I'd just love to see Meg Mack as captain get a win. I think she's mm. worked really hard um, down there. Yeah. And we like we've got pals uh, in both teams, but the sun yeah that the suns, it hurts. <laughs> suns players are injured, so yeah. yeah, true. My two best my two best pals are out, so you know. So Meg back all the way. Doot, doot. Would you rather have a final played at five ten on a Friday night at Icon Park, which you can go to, but it's at five ten on a Friday night, or would you rather a grand final be at the Gabba in front of a packed stadium at whatever time? I would like to have a 5-10 game because I work across the road from Arcon Park and yeah. that's a perfect timing for me to just pop in there straight after work. Same, 5-10. 5-10 I could actually get to Icon Park because it's near my house. <laughs> <laughs> but this is going completely against what you said. You no, would I like know. them to have ratings I and know. be in a prime time slot. I would like it to be. This is selfish, Alison. It's totally selfish. I want to go. You asked for our opinion. Yeah, I don't want to go to the Gabba. <laughs> Alison's got her head in her hands, shaking as you're saying, "But I don't, I don't want to go. Don't make me go. Just book the MCG already. Saturday night. Oh, another one. Would you rather have a grand final played with ten thousand fans at the MCG spread out? Or 10,000 fans at Icon Park? I think you've asked this before. I know, but now I'm asking again. <laughs> Did we not give you the right answers before? Here? No, I want to know if it's changed. I would like to go back and have a look. No, Icon Park. Interesting. 
again, it's near my heart. <laughs> it's near my work. But take into consideration everything we've spoken about, camera angles, screening time, match time, everything. You'd rather go to Icon Park and and watch it? I don't know. I mean I'm just being devil's advocate. No, it's good it's good devil's advocate. I think that kind of depends who's playing. If it was two Melbourne teams or two Victorian teams, I'd say just let's have it at the MCG. <laughs> You'd get more than 10,000. Yeah, I think up to 50% at the moment. Yeah. You could get 50,000 people at the MCG. Yep. So, what would you rather? I'd rather 50,000. That changed, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Got him. Took me a while to figure out what the question actually was. <laughs> Caddy? Um, Caddy wants to go to Icon Park. Yeah, I really like mm. Icon Park. I also just feel like it's a good ground to play football at, like, it's a good surface and it's got a really nice environment around it. And I think that if we went to the MCG, it'd probably be played at like 9am on a Sunday morning. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And going off the vibe of AFLW as well, we've spoken about that the crowd really values that community space of Icon Park or Victoria Park or, you know, whatever it is. I, would tend to agree that I would like it to be mm. at Icon Park with 10,000 as opposed yep. to the MCG with, oh, if it was 50, I'd want it at the MCG, but, yep. Okay, round nine of the AFLW Woo. season. Woo! It's a bit sad that uh, it's almost over, but what are we looking forward to? All of it. Yeah, bring it on. Again, we've never had a round nine. We'd never had a round eight before. So, round nine is great. I am very excited to see who takes out that sixth spot on the ladder. I will be watching with bated breath. And I'm kind of silently backing the blue baggers. It's not so silent, Hib. I am backing (laughs) the blue baggers. (laughs) I think that every single game this week has something in it. Because even the teams who aren't necessarily, you know, there's... Ladder position for those who are playing finals. Yep. As we've discussed. But even like the Suns Geelong game, that's great. Someone's going to win out of that. Let's see what these positives these teams can take out of that game. Yeah. Bulldogs have sort of really dropped the last few weeks. Richmond have been playing well. Could be a really, really nice contest on mm. Friday night at 5.10. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then again, we've got Saints and Eagles, another t- couple of teams who, I mean, West Coast have been not doing amazing. Saints have been really up and down. So really, you know, it's in Perth. Anything could happen. And I think it's really, you know, I know we talked about the fixture being massaged, but I think that actually every game is perfectly poised. That is an excellent summary, Caddy. You're welcome. (laughs) You didn't even thank me, but you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Caddy. You're welcome. (laughs) What am I excited about? Yeah. I just – footy. I just love it. I've been like ODing on football. I've been going to AFLW games. I've been watching AFLM. I've been going to practice matches for my community teams. I've been watching VFLW. It's a lot and I love it. <laughs> Fatigue will set in. But at the moment, Ali's having a yeah, good time. I'm 
just I'm riding the wave at the yeah. moment. It might crash onto the rocks. I'll bring soon. my flippers for you. <laughs> um, but yes, you can follow us on socials. We're very interesting, aren't we, Hiba? Very interesting. <laughs> um, at this AFL Life. Uh, but you're also on Twitter, aren't you? I am, yes. Hibs 19 Yes, and I'm at Alison Smirnoff. And um, Caddy is also <laughs> on, on Twitter. I don't know if she's on there or if she's just there. She's just there. You will not get any engagement. Correct. <laughs> Susie C. <laughs> you can give it a crack if you want, but think, you're probably not going to get very far. Yeah, I think it's Suze <laughs> underscore C. I like Susie C for me. With the, with the ra- raccoon holding a cat. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> What's your point? Uh, No, just like if someone... I reckon you're someone that ASIO is watching. I reckon ASIO are watching Susie C over there. They're like, why would you have your photo as a record holding a cat? No, I'm just saying if someone comes across that particular account, is it catty? And I'm just saying, yes, it's catty. (laughs) Um, But we're also, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes. You can leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. Oh, God, don't do that. (laughs) But also, you can also support us if you would like as well. Yeah. Buy us a beer um, at buymeacoffee.com forward slash this AFL life. Um, but thank you. We are pretty excited about the pointy end of this season. Um, and I can't wait to talk about it again next week. Bring it on. Bye. 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 Bye.